Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about The Handmaid's Tale Season 2 Episode 13 as the season finale is called The World. So, full spoilers for the episode as always. What a, <laughs> what a series of very tense sequences, or very tense scenes in this yeah. episode. I'd almost dubbed this one the, the one where people look seething at each other. And a variety of different scenes. Um, always entertaining when it was offered, or June. Never entertaining when it was Commander. Um, but so many people, characters in this episode get a chance to be just completely seething. Definitely, we start with uh, we start with the 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 fallout of Eden and her death, and how that's kind of affected everyone. It's kind of similar to what we were saying last week, where all the decent human beings in Gilead or in the immediate area feel some kind of guilt over what has happened um, yeah definitely we, we we talked about how how rita specifically didn't necessarily treat her very well and she actually even says that she says as much um yeah. it was one of those things where i almost felt like it might go more like not actually just the way you say it just like it's just there it's part of what's going on but it became a much more, more of a a core motivation for her character in this episode it did yeah we, we and I think one of the most surprising parts uh, about the whole thing is the father of Eden. Eden's father's here and he's talking to the, the Waterfords and asking them for basically forgiveness and saying that he feels ashamed and and whatever. And the entire time, June like you know, June and Rita's been brought in and they're, they're at the back of the room just listening to this. And June already looks kind of obviously she's she's heartbroken she's disgusted there's a lot going on she's already had the scene with rita where she actually outright i mean rita i, I imagine has put two and two together by this point but she outright says in front of her i slept with nick yeah. um which is definitely the most blatant she's been with rita uh, up until this point but it's when the father reveals that he's the one who who turned her in you know when she showed up at the house with that boy i immediately called it in and you know, yeah. you know, praise be Gilead, you know, honor all the rest of it. Um, although that said, the first look of disgust was actually before that. It was when uh, Waterford uh, said, "Oh, you've got another daughter, don't you?" And as yeah, soon as he said that, looking for a replacement. June's eyes and the way she looked up when he said that it was like, "Oh, let's let's not respect the fact that a human being just died." That you know, it's immediately, mm. hey, teach that other one. Nor place because this it, is what it happens. Al- it almost felt like I, I assume Watford already knew that that he was the one that turned him in. Oh, I imagine so. Yeah. So it almost was like, oh, you got another door. It's like, well, you know, maybe, maybe as a reward for for your loyalty, I, you know, oh, we'll I'll take that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I could I could see it going that way almost. I, I think just the the, the veiled threat of it uh, just disgusted Jin so much, but. Uh, she actually says it out loud. Like when he says that, she actually says it out loud. You're the one who turned them in, um, and she's clearly not supposed to be speaking in this scene. She's clearly supposed to just stand there and listen to this. Goes for both scenes, to be fair. And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. But th- that's that's especially spe- That's especially felt not even defined or, or anything like that. It just felt like she was so stunned by what he just said, she couldn't hold it back. There was no yeah. filter, and he leaves and it's you know she, she looked it's funny actually as he was walking past i was already getting this feeling like june could like pounce on him like any second she looks ready to go 
Like she, yeah. she is ready to fight this man, and he leaves the room. And so does Serena, and it's just the commander's just walking out, it just as as he, as he does again. This is where it switches to outright defiance, right? She's still kind of in the same mood, but she's shifted to, I don't give a shit anymore. I'm ready to go. And she says, what are you, what are you going to do when they come for your daughter? And this, this kind of ties into what we're getting at with Eden last week, where, okay, especially with Serena, Serena's saying, okay, this is what my daughter might grow up to be in yeah. this world. Um, June tries to... Almost, I mean, as much as it's defiant, it's almost just try to speak sense to him. Like, this, this could be your daughter, and in, in fifteen years, this could be her. And yeah, yeah, it is. I'm not sure if it is just defiance. It's more desperation. Yeah. Of of, at this point, she's kind of resigned to okay. She's you know, her her daughter is probably growing up in this house, and it's like, well, what are you gonna do? To, to make it so that this doesn't happen, I think she's genuinely like, no, no. What are you gonna yeah. do? I mean, I, I think I, I think I, I have a tinge of defiance in her tone for a start. This is it's very scathing, and then obviously where it goes next. Yeah. Uh, he just you know he shuts the door. He walks over to the door, and instead of leaving, he shuts it, and you immediately get this sort of worry. Okay, where's, where's this going? And he comes over, and he hits her. And she has that moment. It's almost Joe. Jo, it's, it's funny. This reminded me of this, but it, it, the you know she, he hits her, and it's this big hit, and her you know her face like comes round towards the camera. It's almost that moment in Back to the Future where George McFly uh, gets the courage to hit Biff. Sure. Uh, but you're a weird. I've only seen it once and didn't think it was very good. Well, for the I, rest I of us, was, I thought it was plenty good. For the rest of us, amazing. human beings who have grown up in Back to the Future and remember the film well enough to know what I'm talking about, the shot's uh, very similar to the point where she almost looks at the camera in this moment of, you know what, screw it, I'm hitting this asshole in the face. Um, and of course, after I mean, it feels great when she does it. It feels so good. But he like grabs her face, face and like shoves her down, and he just he kind of like. Up until now, there's been this, you know, this veiled ceremony, and this is all over places, and it's all for the grace of God and all the rest of it. And this was just like, no, no, here, here's his true colors. Like, mm. why, why do the women around me keep being disobedient? Why do they keep not respecting my my rule? Um, yeah, more, that, more on that here. soon. Yeah, more on that soon. That's definitely coming up. Uh, so. I mean, this was like kind of like near the start of the episode. This was kind of the 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 big showy scene for the early episode because there's a bit a lot of big showy scenes in this one. This is not it even is. the best one, but <laughs> this this one was really good. And yeah, so it left me kind of this place on an edge. But it, if nothing else, when he grabs June after after she hits him, nothing on June's face reads fear. No. She she's done being scared at this point. Definitely, and it makes a she's... lot of sense, I think, because given all she's been through, there's a point where you just become numb. There's a point where, okay, I'm just ready to fight now. It's like, like there's nothing else left. Oh yeah, definitely. At, at this point, she just she's not worried about herself. She's just worried about her doors. Yeah, it becomes this thing, um, and I, th- I think the episode's called the world because it's not. I mean, obviously it's about her doors, but. By an extension, just everyone, just everyone, you know, the next generation, everyone growing up, and I think she's at the point now where she can be courageous because she's genuinely like, oh, you know what? If if I get executed for 
for for trying to change things, then maybe it'll do some good. Maybe it'll be a martyr. Maybe it'll accomplish something. But I don't think she's scared of just being killed anymore. In in the way that maybe she was in the early days, where everything because obviously when this all started, everything must have been terrifying for everyone. Oh yeah, yeah, um, definitely. But she's reaching a point where no, now it's worth resisting, um, and it's it's worth the risk of doing that. So, yeah, so from here, yeah, we'll go over it sooner. I think I will come back to all the all the June stuff because. Well, I think we need to touch on the scene between June and Serena. Of course, yeah, that, that's kind of what hands it, hands it over because June finds a Bible, and with uh, Eden's stuff, and now at first I, w- I was like, okay, well she's not supposed to be reading. Like I immediately was thinking of that, but I was, I, it never occurred to me uh, all the notes. It wasn't until she took it to to Serena, and she was like, yeah. oh, there's notes all over it, and I'm like, oh, she was writing as well. Jeez, which answers one of our questions because we we were debating at one point uh, earlier in the season how well she could read and write. Uh, you know, because she grew up in Gilead. Although, I, I think we ultimately sided with, well, Gilead's not been around that long that she wouldn't have at least learned to read and write yeah, it, it, at a younger it's, age. It's clear she can read and write, but she she wasn't old enough to have co- you know, be able to, to comprehend concepts. Because that was the, the, the point, that she didn't understand the Bible, and she was trying to understand it more, so she didn't have that comprehension yet. Yeah, I mean, I think it's partly that. I think it's also partly... More just searching for, like, she's trying to understand why this is the world she's in. Yeah. Like, she's told this is all based in the Bible and this is what we're supposed to do. But it's, and it's almost like she's studying it, trying to understand, okay, why is it specifically like this? It's almost like, without her admitting it or even thinking it out loud, this doesn't feel right. I, I have to figure it out for myself. Why, why is it like this? What, mm, what, what, fair enough. Why are they getting away with this? What, why, why are we living in this society? And she, she, yeah, so so obviously this idea that she had even this secret, and of course, um, Serena immediately just goes back into like character mode, just goes back into oh she had a lot of sins then, and she you know and again she speaks up against June, she you know she she tells her not to swear in front of her daughter, and she screams at her to get out. In June, instead of getting scared like she might have done in the past, she just again this look arrives on her face of like. Are you really still going to pretend? Are you really still going not 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 to understand that you know, Hannah, Nicole, whatever you're going to call her, as she grows up, you're not concerned because obviously the moment where she's like, oh, she, you know, she'll be a, she'll be raised properly and she'll she'll obey the word of God, and June hits back with she won't be able to read the word of God. Yeah, she won't have that ability, and that clearly has an effect. Um, and that's when she, she you know, the, the slow walkout with, again, the, the seething. I, I keep using that word, but there's a lot of seething uh, glances in this episode, and that's kind of... So, and it's funny, because th- this all leads to a scene with Serena with the other wives. She talks to Putnam, and she's basically just floating the idea, are you ever worried about, like, your daughter growing up? Because they both have daughters. It's worth mention- This is particularly worth mentioning. They both yes. have daughters, and are you ever worried about her growing up? And, you know, she starts off by just saying, oh, no, I have faith in Gilead, but, you know, blah, 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 you know. Yeah, uh, it's like, oh, we all, we all worry about our kids. Um, But, you know, we, we all have concerns, and, you know, maybe we should we should maybe raise those concerns. And uh, they're like, oh, I think, yes, this other wife would, would agree with that. Oh, and this wife would, 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 would agree with that as well. Um, And they go into the room, and, like, there's just, you know, there's like maybe 
20 wives in the room and it's clear they're about to start having a conversation and I thought this was really interesting even just at this point I, I didn't think it was going to escalate to what it did in the episode at this point I, I mm-hmm. really just thought oh this is almost like the seed of like um, the, the wives scheming rebellion yeah rebellion um, even if it's within the system like almost like a union kind of thing <laughs> almost like yeah like you know it's like it's, sure it, it, it's kind of the suffragette moment right the, the yeah yeah i mean maybe it's not as extreme there yet but, but it's not the beginning of that yeah movement. it's the it's the idea that hey maybe we want more <laughs> and we should maybe start debating for that we should start fighting for it even if it is like because i was expecting this would be something for next season where it would be slowly building over the season um whereas here i actually go straight into it because we, we go to the, the commander's uh Council, Council, I feel like you have yes. to call it. I can't think of any other word. I don't know. It's so goddamn dark in there. It's actually, it's, it's almost over the top, over the top enough to be like the Council of like supervillains and like a, a like a superhero <laughs> movie. It it is. It really is. Yeah. Uh, so of of course, uh, one of them cracks a joke because Serena comes in to talk to them. One of them cracks. Oh, did you forget your lunch today, Waterford? Um, and I, I actually, what I love about this scene is that Waterford already is giving her this evil look. Like, as soon as she walks in, the fact that she's there to even speak to them, it's like, oh, you're going to embarrass me right now. Yeah, Whatever you're going to say. He doesn't know what's coming here. Yeah, he doesn't. And he, he's clearly... I don't know if terrified is the right word, because I don't think he fears. Cause he, he Concerned. Yes, he's concerned. He's he's worried about how he's going to look after this. Yeah, I, I think it's more he's, he's concerned about his own reputation, though. And is she going to drag him down? Yeah, and and that's obviously at this point I'm not, I'm not really sure like okay what's she actually going to fight for because I actually I was getting really cynical here for a minute and I thought oh maybe like this will be this sort of thing where you think Serena and the other wives are going to like start arguing for 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 some modicum of rights for something that will benefit everyone but maybe it'll be more selfish than that maybe it'll simply just be oh commanders kids are off limits when it comes to being a handmaid or been sent off to be married against their will like no they have more rights to choose because there are kids you know and I, that... I, I think they already kind of have more rights just by the commanders being able to protect them and choose a bit more very possible but it still still is something Serena's worried about so it's, it's not it's not carte blanche otherwise why would she be yeah concerned I, I mean about this? i'm not sure about the, the handmaid's part i mean that that part maybe they can't protect against that but in terms of the, the marriage i feel like they can kind of get a bit more leeway yeah but regardless, she's clearly concerned. Otherwise, why are we having this scene? Oh, yeah. Why are we having any of this? So, but it actually develops to a point where it's basically just, it comes back to that scene with June with the Bible, is, no, no, we believe our daughters should be able to read the word of God. Now, and even from her phrasing, like it doesn't necessarily mean she's saying, hey, they should be allowed to read anything they want. It's just, no, 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 they should be taught to read so they could read that. And yeah, that but alone. it's smart, isn't it? Because even, even if publicly they're only allowed to read the bible yes they can, they can read still other things. read yeah. yeah that's that's the key point there yeah um because I, I think that's what really hits serena is that by eden like not under actually understanding it and i think what this this whole sh- you know charade from start to end with serena and, and waterford in this episode show is that serena does devoutly believe these things and i think what happens to her here is proof to her that the the men of Gilead, the commanders who are who are in power here, aren't actually doing any of this out of belief. 
Like that, that's the the, the the facade of that is dropped here, I think, where it's more about them staying in power, regardless yeah. of what the the cost is, because you know all the other waves come in and you know the commanders are all staring and they're they're concerned, and what really got me about this that these scenes was how every single time they spoke back to them, you know, after the, the moment of silence where they were really like clearly angry about even having to put up with this, everything felt like PR speak. You know, oh, we we appreciate you sharing your concerns. We will we yeah. will consider it. You know, it's like yeah, nothing's going to happen. You you hate the idea of this. You you clearly do, uh, but you're just trying to make them feel better in in this. You know, with the littlest amount of effort possible. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's just you know, this is what we got to do. Go through the motions. We'll 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 debate it, but we won't really. Yeah, yeah. So it's a smirk and a a promise to discuss it. And then Serena makes the ballsy move. She pulls out the Bible and reads a reads a phrase, and that's actually when some of the wives checking out. They start to go, "Oh no, this is oh this is going yeah, far." Yeah, and they they leave. Yeah, they start backing out. Not all of them, but a good like maybe third of the the group that are there start to walk out. Yeah. And then she leaves, and of course, again, the commander's face is just like it was already seething before this, but it, it turns to just outright rage. <sighs> Yeah, rage. Like he's he's holding it in, but and everyone's looking around. And here's something that's really neat, actually, that didn't feel like forced last episode, but very neatly reminded us what happens if a woman reads what the what the penalty was. They very neatly brought that up last episode that they you lose a finger. Yes. Um. So when Commander Waterford comes out to the end and basically as politely as possible tells them what to piss off. Yeah, he's just like thank you. Yes, thanks again. Yeah, yeah. Now leave. I want to. I, I need to speak to my wife. Uh, and you know, Surya's just like, "Oh, I did this for Nicole, uh, Fred. I did this for Nicole." And then that's when the two guardians come round, and you know exactly where this is going. Oh yeah. And and I th- I, I even think because cause she's like pleading with them, like, "Hey, water for, you know, Fred, don't leave me. Don't, don't let them do this to me." I don't think for a second he like. If anything, I think he was the first one to suggest, "Hey." Lessons need to be taught here. Finger Honestly, off. I'm I'm surprised we didn't see he was the one performing it. It's you know mm. like the idea that his wife his responsibility. Yeah, yeah. That would that would track with their ideals to me. I I think what's funny to me though is that both season finales now of it had someone losing losing something because we got the hand loss last. Uh, putting him last season lost his hand which I, yeah. which, I, which is a weird thing to have uh, happen in every finale but see now we're going to season 3 I'll be like okay who's losing who's losing a limb who's, who's, I mean, who's amputating that, something that's a subversion right it's like oh, oh it didn't happen uh, that. I feel like next season though it has to be instead of Gilead punishing someone it has to be like June just swiping an axe at Waterford just like you know cutting off an arm just be like yeah or his dick his dick would be more symbolic actually given the show it would, it would. It's a bit more contextual because you'd have to be kind of naked first, unless she's actually going to like, just you know. I think I think you just remove the balls, so right? Because the 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 idea, you know, the the whole their, their whole society is is based around you know fertility almost, right? Well, and even if, if the men are infertile anyway. If if you got them tied up, sure, and you can, you've got the luxury of choosing. I'm thinking this is more of a quick slash. And the, right, and the no, no, I, I mean I get that. I'm just being in terms of the the, the real sim, symbolic move. I mean, both both for. the balls and the dick are likely to go. I think in that scenario. Quite possibly. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, there's a 
there's there's something to say because obviously we know most of the, or a lot of the men are infertile anyway, including we assume the commander, right? Mm-hmm. But I think losing the balls and showing that impotence is worse for him. Yeah, yeah. I think it represents that just on a, on a better level. So they come home, and uh, you know, she, Serena's bandaged up, and she's obviously very quiet. She's very kind of in shock. June kind of recognizes something's went on. And we see, obviously, after they go upstairs, to see the finger. Yeah. Um, which I assume is a, a good little bit of CG work to, to have the finger just completely missing like that. Yeah, I'd assume so. Yeah. It looks solid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a show that doesn't necessarily have to have a lot of CG. So I guess, you know, in the one rare occasion they have to use it, they can splash yeah. out a little bit. and Spend some time because, you know, yeah. they say you're not, they're not doing it constantly. Yeah, make it look a bit pretty. Um, so... And again, she actually sits down and holds Serena's hand because Serena's like, "No, I tried, I tried." And I think that's—I think she's. This is like shattered the illusion that, she, that any of this is for the better, that any of this is for her and what her beliefs are. Mm. It's all just about them being in power and maintaining that power. Um, you know, even her, all she tried to do was ask for one thing, and yeah. it it resulted in, "Oh, you have to be showing your place once again." Uh, so. One of the other highlights, I think, is the scene after this, though, when June goes down. Because uh, Commander's like, oh, I'll make you some tea. He's, again, he's pretending to be nice. And he's frustrated because Rita's not around. Which, more on that later. I'll, I'll go back to my, my thoughts on Rita. Yeah, being and I, I just want to point out for context of, of this scene, I think this is important that this took place after what had just taken place with uh, Emily. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, no, we'll get to that. Uh, but I think it just just when, when when we get to some of the moments, I think it's important that this takes place after that, based on expectations and the way they play with the shots. Yeah, um, but that that all yeah, we'll get all to that later because all that all ties in later. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so June comes in and what Waterford's there, and the scene kind of becomes like he's complaining about oh, can I get any obedient women around me? Like you know, blah 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 blah. He's doing his thing. And then he turns to her and says, oh, you know, an obedient handmaid could probably stay. And he sort of dangles the possibility of being around her daughter. You know, you could be here with the baby. Um, and I think it's interesting that right after his wife has been probably the most defiant she's been since Gilead has been in, in place. So since, yeah. you know, this world's been set up. He wants to feel like he's been dominant. He wants to feel like someone is obeying him. So he tries to go down this path with June here and says, oh, maybe I could even arrange more visits with Hannah. Um, and he gets in close and, you know, we could try again for a boy this time. Might even be fun. Now, she looks disgusted anyway, but when he says it might even be fun, um, we we often praise Mossy's acting. We often praise her, her uh, just her reactions to things. You can always read her eyes. The disgust on her face, specifically when he says that part, um, is phenomenal. And it really you, is, yeah. You feel it. You feel it. And of course, she just, you know, stands there and says, go after yourself. Um, again, she's done. She's done pretending. She's done, you know, and this is, you know, this is, this is like, what, the, the day after, like, they, they slapped each other? Like, you know, and he's immediately trying to just reel this back into, oh, everything's normal. Let's get back to normal and you can obey me yeah. again. And that'll be fine. We can move forward like that. But she's just done. She's just not, she's not, no, she's had enough of this. Um, I was actually almost thinking at one point uh, that 
you know, it's obviously, it actually does end with like a sort of upbeat song, but like it obviously it ends with various songs here or there. So it's yeah. not always a doom and gloom track at the end. I was I was almost wondering if we could end this one with uh, "We're Not Going to Take It Anymore" because I, I was getting a lot of vibes of that in this episode. No, um, fair enough. I, I think this this scene though it was so tense because, oh, like yeah. I said, this after after this after the Emily scene, I was like, it, it kept lingering on shots of like you know her hand, you know when when she was. You know when when he passes the when she passes him the tea, you know the the part I'm like I'm like it looks like it, it lingers on it like she's gonna smack him over the head with it. It's the same with the when he offers her the teapot, right? You know and he slides mm. the tray across. It feels like she's just gonna smack him in the face. with Oh it. yeah, the, at any point because after what happened with Emily, I was like, wait, is Jim gonna go batshit as well? Like at, at any moment, like that, that something if, could happen with that. And it plays up that like she could snap at any second here. I think what's really interesting as well is the difference in how... Because I feel like for, for Serena, this is the first time we're truly seeing her kind of in June's shoes in terms of yeah. being slapped down and being really put in her place. And she's distraught. And it, it reminds me of June early season one. Like, this would be how she should be, like, in shock. She wouldn't be able to deal with it. And I think it's interesting that June recognises that, still tries to, despite all she's done, despite everything Serena's done, especially recently, she still tries to comfort her, but I think it's interesting how she reacts differently now, that June is now over it, and June is now ready to just fight, and it, I think it's a really interesting, like, diff- the different stages that are at. She just tells him to F off. Pretty much. Well, specifically go F yourself, which, um, I, I think Semant- specific... Semantics at that point. Well, yeah, but, no, but I think it's specific because it's more sexual, it's more... You know, no, I'm not going to do it. Go do it yourself. Like, you know, sure. I, I think that I think that's actually important in this this in this the context of this show and you know what she specifically put through with with Waterford. So, yeah, um, I mean, so we go from this. We go we go from this to to um, later on. She's 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 with Nick, and it's actually it's, it's a great scene. It's, actually, I think it's before this actually, where as it it's actually way before this, because Rita like Nick comes up. It's after the days you know been over, and Nick comes up, and Rita you know uh, she's she's tending to June. She's got you know she's got the ice pack on her face from the slap, and Nick comes in, and Rita just looks at Nick and says, "Your girlfriend's a badass," and walks out. And again, it feels like. All of these characters have been a little bit more open. Like they've just yeah. been more openly about what's going on. They're talking about it, and this is the scene where they then, because at first June's like, "No, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine." Like she's trying to tell him it's fine because she's. All, I think she's almost worried that Nick might do something stupid. Like Nick yeah. might do something in retaliation for this, um, and they end up going to see the baby because uh, obviously that those rules have become more lax Serena kind of opened up to like you know uh, June being part of this and not that she's there and would be okay with her and Nick like holding the baby and being like oh hey this is Hannah and this is your daddy which by the way is this oh. the first time we've ever seen Nick smile um it might be, be. yeah I, I'm, I'm trying to recall but because he really smiles as he's looking down at down at Holly and uh, obviously Rita's looking through the door and I think combined with the guilt for reading um, and seeing this obviously this is serving for motivation for what Rita might be up to as the episode goes on uh, but no, I, just, I, I, really, I was so not used to seeing him smile like this, just this big like like lovable grin in his face I was like damn I don't think I've ever seen this before not that there's a lot mm-hmm. to smile about in Gilead most of the time uh, so I'm not blaming him but it just, it's, it, you know, because we've seen June smile, I mean admittedly we've got the benefit of flashbacks with her 
uh, to see her in a happier time. We do, but, yeah. But still, um, I mean, at the very least, we see her fake a smile, whereas Nick is just like, no, Terminator just, face. Yeah, straight all, face, just stare. All times. All times. Uh, so it becomes this thing where... And it's funny, because when you were talking about, oh, we have to keep in mind what's happened with Emily, I also want to point out that the scene before that with Emily, to jump over to Emily now, I think, um, the first scene, we see earlier on, she's talking to June, the, the handmaids are out walking, and he's, oh, my first ceremony's tomorrow. And I get a bad feeling quite quickly, because the way she speaks to June and the others here in this scene, she's like, oh, I'm glad I got to come back here and see you see you again. I was like, oh, it that sounds... like a goodbye, doesn't it? It does, it sounds very finite. It sounds like, oh, what are you, what are you about to do? Um, and obviously, I'm th- I'm just thinking suicide at this point, and that's kind of you know what, what I'm expecting because she ends up you know, she's got a knife and she's got it hidden and because the way she even kneels down in front of the fire, like, it it almost looks like seppuku. Yeah, it does. It almost looks like a samurai's about to take himself out, and uh, you know, Lawrence Commander Lawrence is like storming around, and he's like, "Oh, where's where's the where's the where's the Martha? Where is she?" And she, I don't know. And so I think it's it's worth mentioning. So there's a scene here where he doesn't know where Martha is. And then the scene with you know Waterford looking for the tea, they don't know where Rita is. And I was like, that's interesting. There's two yeah. scenes close together where a Martha in two different houses has been missing. I, I, I thought that was very peculiar at the time. And obviously it's setting something up, and it, it is, but uh, I, I, was, I was like, oh, this is interesting. Where's that going? Uh, I mean, I don't even know what you call the best scene of the episode, but I think the way that the, the Lydia scene is handled with, uh, with Emily is phenomenal, because... You know, Lydia's there, so, oh, you had your first ceremony yesterday. Oh, and obviously, but actually, on the subject, last episode, I was like, despite everything he was saying, I had this feeling that Lawrence was going to turn to be a good guy. Now, we'll get to the reveal later, right? But, um, as soon as he said, oh, I'm not doing that with you, when in reference to the ceremony, I mean, he's, a, he's a dick about it, the way he phrases it. But I'm like, okay, he can be a complete dick, but be a good person at the same time. That's a possibility here. <laughs> It is. It is. Yeah, that could be that. That can be a thing. And then when Lydia comes in to speak to her, and she's like, "Oh, the commander said it went wonderfully." I'm like, "Okay, I'm getting evidence. I'm getting evidence. Yep. He's, he's actually a good person deep down. They're going to prove it mm-hmm. to me. I'm just mm-hmm. waiting for it." But yeah, so, but you know, Lydia scolds her again, like she always does, and you know, she says, says oh, nothing." You you'd think I'd taken your tongue because she doesn't say anything, which is obviously I think a really backhanded reference to uh, taking her clitoris. Uh, and Lydia's walking out of the room, and all in one shot, might I add? I mean, obviously there's a, there's a separate shot of her grabbing the knife, but uh, the moment the the the, the run up to her, the stab in their back, and then the hit and her going over the banister is all one yeah. shot, and it actually makes it so much more effective. It feels so visceral and. It feels real in a really kind of sudden way. Like, within the space of about five seconds, Lydia went from being fine to being on the, you know, on the bottom of the stairs, bleeding out with a knife on her back. Yeah, I mean, we don't see that she's dead because obviously they, they, they call an ambulance. Yeah, I don't think she'll be dead, but I expect but, Andow to be around next season is what I'm saying. But. Uh, yeah, I, I would expect that. But I mean, she's one of those that we could have lost. Like, you know, she's not essential. Yeah, I mean, they could rate her out. Yeah, she, she could be gone. She could be. But, I mean, yeah, we, we didn't get a, any any death pronunciation, so I'm assuming alive for now. Yeah. Uh, but the scene's so masterfully handled. 
Um, and even the, the 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 Martha grabs her and says, "What did you do?" And like, locks in her room. Tells her to steal. Even that. Even the Martha doing this specifically felt kind of like, "Oh, this isn't protocol." Like any other household, I don't think this is how the Martha. Do you would... think? See, to me, this played like no, no, lock her up for when the authorities come. Like you know, we may make sure she's here. You know, she doesn't try and run. Nah, because I felt like they were she was hiding there. To okay. me. I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't getting the same thing. Um, I, if anything, I would expect to just the commander to walk into the room and then him deal with it, rather than the Martha taking it upon herself to to do anything about it. Like I don't know, it, it just it, it played like that to me. Um, again, it was signs of okay, there's something else going on here, and you know, then the, the whole day passes. Commander comes in at night. So, oh, well, what would we do with you? And takes her into a car. And there's, there's a whole funny scene where he puts on... I mean, I say funny, but it's... it's, it's uh, in context of this show, it's, a, it's an amusing scene. Uh, mainly because of his acting. Bradley Whitford's acting here is pretty good. But he uh, he puts... He's like, oh, do you like music? And he puts on some music. And Emily just starts crying in the back seat. And eventually asks for it to turn off. But it's a really long sequence of her crying and this music playing. And her looking out the window and it's raining. And eventually, oh, not a music fan then. And that, that did make me chuckle. I'm not going to lie. That was a really sort of darkly funny little moment. Yeah. Uh, but so, so June's with the baby. She's, she's feeding, feeding, feeding Hannah. And I actually liked how this played. Like, it really mysterious. It, it, it comes back to this idea that anytime something happens with the resistance or whatever, or d- doing something, they're all separate cells or, or, or more to the point, it's not something that June's aware of because it's all happening outside of her her uh, perception. Yeah. So we just have this kind of almost weird thing where, oh, there's like a fire down the street and like, oh, that's weird. There's like, you know, there's fire engines down down the road and they're, they're looking into things and uh, there seems to be a lot of like, you know, guardians outside like running around and checking on things and it's like, okay, that's, that's strange. What's going on outside? And then Rita just runs in the room and is like, okay, we can get you out. You need to go right now. Grab your stuff. You and the baby, you can go right now. And she's like, who? It's like, oh, the Marthas, go. And basically it's like, oh, the Marthas have all been plotting this together. That's where, yeah. that's where they've been. That's, that's what they've been up to, is the Marthas. And I, I love the idea of the Marthas essentially having their underground railroad in, in a bizarre way. Um, and all, all it really amounts to when, when we actually get to June, like, you know, running through the street is... Martha to Martha, they're letting her through all the fences, like uh, you know, behind the yeah, houses. Yeah, just garden to garden, basically. Yeah. and it's a really fun little idea of her leaving. But of course, we, what we really have to talk about is uh, a couple of the moments as she's leaving. Uh, first of all, uh, she grabs a photo, photo of uh, of, of uh, Hannah, and she she writes on the wall. Uh, the commander even sort of like, starts to suspect that something's going on, that something's wrong. Um, yeah, he, it's because he comes in and and he says to 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 Rita, like, what's what's going on? She's like, I don't know, nothing to do with me. And he runs upstairs, and Nick comes in, and actually, I, I like the moment where uh, June looks out the window and sees Nick, and he knows she's about to escape, and it's yeah. just this, he, he can't really run up to her and hug her or anything. He just gives a nod, and she gives him a glance, but it's just a knowing look, yeah. and uh, and because it was worth mentioning, she said she loved him in this episode. She she said that yeah. to him uh, when they were holding the baby. So, she's got to, and obviously Serena catches her, Serena sees her. I, I was waiting for this because I thought even, you know, given how she'd gone and comforted Serena after the finger mm. incident, I thought she was like going to you know, go to her and say, you know, come with me almost. Like, you know, like she, she'd seen that Serena had realized 
the, the the horror of the place and be like, no, we can get out together. Yeah, I could I could have seen that 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 coming up. Maybe not necessarily as a planned thing, but in the scene where like they're outside and Serena's seeing what's happening. Yeah, it, it crossed my mind when she was you know, she's running through the hallways getting her stuff, and she pauses at one point, and I thought, oh, is she, is, I I always thought, oh, is she going to go and you know get Serena there. Um, but ultimately, what this scene uh, amounts to is the idea that Serena here has the choice to let her go, and she ultimately makes that choice. Um, and June kind of hits the hits just hits it on the head with her. She says, "Look, I mean, this is not exactly how she phrases it, but what she's really getting at is, look." Is this really just about you and you what you want is to be a mother, or is it about her? Is it about the child and what's better for her? If it's about her, are you really? Because to me, because obviously at the end of the episode, she says to Emily, "Call her Nicole." She picks that name, and to me, that that was um, like basically by making this choice of putting, you know, by putting the baby above herself, it was kind of almost earning uh, a modicum of motherhood. It was like, no, okay, you've proven to me that you actually, in some capacity, are a mother. To, like, this, this yeah, baby, I, I well, think well, she res- respects Serena now, at that point. To a point, yeah, obviously. I mean, it doesn't erase everything she's done, but I think at this point, this child will grow up and have a good life now because of the choice that she made. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like, she saw Serena fight and and try and improve it right she she tr- she did try and and, and yeah. make her life better and she you know she got punished for it and then you know, you know, uh, you know as she says when when they're you know having the the goodbye she's like no i know you love her you know you i've seen that yeah and she she does like you know, that's that's quite clear and i think between eden and then obviously the events of this episode I'm actually convinced that Serena would make this choice, and again, I don't think she's redeemed. I, I think, I think she's now aware of the world she's created for herself. I don't think she's under any illusions anymore. Um, mm. But I, I buy this choice. I buy this choice that she makes here, and yeah, definitely. And I buy that June respects that enough, and under, you know, and sees that as okay. You no, know, she's earned. So, and she didn't necessarily have to give, give the name. I mean, she could have said, call her, you know, Holly Nicole. Like, give, you know, give one of them the middle name. Like, whatever. But uh, and she said, no, call her Nicole. Because ultimately, Serena's choice is what saved her. Because yeah. she could have stopped it right there and then. She didn't. Um, So that that is uh, fascinating for, for next season, for sure. Because I think Serena is going to be a very different character next year. Oh, we, yeah. We're, whatever we're doing with her, it'll be a very different scenario. Has to be. If anything... I think because I remember a couple of episodes ago, we were talking about well, what if June leaves, gets out, whatever, uh, you know, or at the very least goes to a different house. Like, do we lose the Waterfords? I act, and we were talking about how, with the except, you know, we we don't typically follow any characters from Gilead in the sense of, you know, we'll, we'll cut to a Nick episode or um uh or not Nick, sorry, uh, or husband Luke. Lucas, yeah, look, uh, and Moira. We'll cut to them because they're also like. Non- from the outside, yeah, yeah. From the outside, more more specifically though, they're, they're not like the Gilead villains. They're you know like kind of like June. They're yeah. they're. I mean, it's weird to say one of us, but like you know, they're, they're the normal people who are who are victims of Gilead. Yeah, we don't typically follow the actual people of Gilead. I almost feel that this episode means that next year we can have Serena have her own plot, and we can follow. Yeah, from her I, perspective. I feel they set her up to be on that side of of fighting the system. Like in, she, in a different way, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but, but she, she will almost be the handmaid in the house. Not not literally, but she will be the one there who is going through the the, the suffering. Yeah. 
yeah, she, she, we'll be able to follow it because uh, I think I think the key thing is you know when you say oh yeah all the people we've been following, we've been following the people who've been fighting. Uh, June has been the exception where she's not always been fighting, admittedly, you know, but she has been trying to uh, at least. And I think Serena now is going to be taking up the fight on some level, which yeah. is why we can follow her. But maybe not at first. I, I can see her maybe going through a stage at the start of the next season where she is just kind of like, like you know, it's awful. It's kind of like, you know back to the early days with with June where she was just suffering, <laughs> and it may take a little bit more of a. I don't think it'll take as long because I, I don't think the show would want to drag it out as to the same extent as not not that it's felt dragged out, but it would feel dragged out to do it a second if time. If we did, yeah, if we went through another two seasons with the same journey, but yeah. for someone else, that would feel too long. Yeah, I think it'll be quicker than that. I, I think, we'll, but we'll go through some of the the, the major beats of that journey probably yeah. over the season next year with with Serena, uh, so that she's more and more convinced to actually fight in some capacity, um, and. Because I think that's the thing, like the whole idea that, that, that this obedience is supposed to like put her back down into her place, if you will, when in actual fact what it may actually do is create a bigger adversary. It may create yeah. a bigger thing that's going to come after them. Uh, even if she has to do it in secret now, even if it has to be behind closed doors, uh, you know, it has to be like leaking things to the resistance, to you know, the Martha network, because yeah. they all get to talk to each other and uh, arrange things, apparently. Whatever she does, she's not on the side of the system anymore. Yeah, I, I think I believe that after this episode. I, I think she's she's crossed that line. Yeah. Uh, which is good, because it's a big big season finale thing. It's just, it's, I, I think it successfully completes her character arc for the season. I, I think what it is, is she tried, and the system just rejected her, right? And and it, it punished her for trying. Yeah. So now she's kind of at a point of, screw it, I'll, you know, I've got to go against the system now. Can I also say how satisfying the moment was where Waterford wants to go out searching for, for June when he realises she's gone and Nick is just... I almost thought I was going to shoot him right there and then. Like, well, he, he makes the, the, the suggestion like very clear, like, if you try it, I will. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It, it, it plays in context, though, because I think Nick can clearly say, no, 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 I'm, my hand's on my gun because I'm... In case I'm making, a threat, yeah. Yeah, in case there's a threat. I'm, I'm, I'm being your bodyguard. I'm, be, I'm being safe. But the implication here, because he puts his hand on his chest, is no, it's it's not safe outside, and his hands on his gun, and it's really satisfying. It's like no, because yeah. sure, Nick would be punished immensely for this if he did anything, but in this moment, he has the power to, it does. to do and, it. And and Waterford knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, um, so. So that fascinating scene, um, really satisfying. So then, then we get the the long, the last like fifteen twenty minutes is the the actual running through the the back gardens, um, these the small moments of tension. There was, there was so much time during this. I mean, also just before we go on, mention the uh, the Latin on the wall, um, which is a phrase from the book uh, that means "Don't let the bastards keep you down." Uh, roughly, that's what it's translating as. Um, so I, I don't know if that's like an added insult. It's like not only could I read and write you dipshit, I can do it in Latin. So. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I don't think June can actually literally read Latin, but you know, just but the the, the, the symbolism, yeah, yeah, the symbolism's there. Um, but no, there was so much time in this last chunk of the episode where I kept thinking to myself, "Oh, you're taking too much time. Move, like you're gonna get caught. You're taking too much time." And eventually, you know, it goes through various things. We have the run across the street at one point, uh, and you get the sense that there's been other fires set down the path. So like, again, yeah. it's distraction. It's like everyone has to be focused on who who caused these fires. What's happening? We have to look into this. Uh, but she eventually gets to the, the, this uh, road that's near a railway, and she's told to wait there. 
And she takes out the photo of Hannah and she's talking to Holly and is like, hey, it's your sister. Like, you may get to meet her one day. You will get to meet her one day. And she puts the, the photo in her. And she, she has a little flashback. And it was Which, soon as soon as... I'll be honest, I could have done without the flashback. Um, I, I think it's fine. I, I think this is the sort of thing where in another show, I would maybe agree with you, but this show has really established the flashbacks as part of its 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 uh, system. No, it has. I just felt this one was unnecessary. And, you know, we were in such a tense moment, you know, her just, you know, crouching in the grass, right? And, like, you know, anyone could come up at any point still because they are actively searching. I felt, for me, cutting it to a flashback and shows it actually just it, it alleviated some of the tension. I don't think they are actively searching, though, yet. Oh, they are. We see them search. You know, we hear them. The, the guardians as they go around searching in general, not necessarily for her. But oh, not yet. No, no I, don't, I don't mean they're not searching at all. But they're not searching for her yet. No, no, no. But they're searching for culprits. And if they, you know, so they're searching the area in general. So if they come across her, it doesn't matter if, if she's the one they were searching. Yeah, the for flashback didn't bother me because uh, it, it, it had a dramatic point here and it made sense to me. Um, admittedly, as soon as the flashback happened, I knew the choice she was going to make. Like, it, it, immediately, it immediately told me, okay, I know where this is going. And, of course, this is where the, the plots are connect, because the car that comes up is, is Lawrence with Emily. And, you know, up until now, he, he doesn't, you know, she's not been told where she's going, what's happening. And, you know, it's pouring a rain, and, you know, uh, June and Emily hugging. She's like, what's happening? And, you know, Lawrence is like, oh, I'm, I'm you know, making a huge mistake. I'm getting into some deep shit. <laughs> um, yeah. And he, his demeanor immediately changes, and he's like, you know... Um, sympathetic and that's the last car comes he's like oh you know don't get caught and uh and i'm like okay all right I, i'm pleased i'm pleased that that turned out to be a win that he turned out to actually be a decent guy under under, under all this yeah and it almost makes sense that he specifically like took in emily because like she's been through enough she's you know if i can get one out because i can't it's not like you can do this every week they get very suspicious but yeah. if i can get one out i'll get her out makes sense um, so I wonder if we get more of him next season. I, I think it'd be interesting. Again, we've almost set him up as someone we can follow now because we, he is actually a good person. Yeah, I, I think it'd be weird to, to to cast someone like that for just yeah. this. Because um, I, I wonder if we get more on like because because the, they mentioned that he's responsible for the for the colonies and the economy and his wife. Because we questioned that his his wife just might be. You know, just maybe ill, just might not, you know, yeah. seeing things clearly, and that's why. But I'd be curious to see, okay, you know, is this like, did he come up with some of these solutions without like the the maliciousness of it, you know, or is there guilt there because he helped create something? Yeah, you're thinking sort of, you know, like the the scientist who creates a new technology and then yeah. it's used wrong, and it's like, you know, he he had these ideas that you. Know, and it, they they warped it right, and and used it in a way that it we he clearly didn't intend, or you know we assume he didn't intend. Yeah, maybe, maybe he, maybe he like is. figured out the system of what they're actually doing in the colonies, but he never actually intended. Oh, we can send people to work there without safety, like hazmat suits, and like kill them slowly. Like you yeah. know, yeah, that part. Yeah, that part was probably not in his original plan. It was just no, no. We can we can turn things around and with this. Yeah, but and I think that's assuming he's always been like this. Of course, there is the possibility that he's reformed. You know, yeah, he is. You know, he he was like that, and you know, whatever he's been through has has made him you know change his mind on on what what he's done. That is possible. There's a story there. Whatever it is, 
There is, which is why I feel like that, that, that can't be the end of him. Yeah, I, I can see it going. I can see it going a few episodes though before we see him again. Like, like mm-hmm. we, we won't see him for like three or four episodes, and then you know, like the the story will cross paths with him. Yeah, yeah, could be in some capacity. So, especially given what Jin's story ends up with here. Um, so it's funny because we said a couple of episodes ago when she came back from the snow that we we can't like tease her getting out and then like you know not do it again, right? But we've we've done that twice now, um, and we can, we can't do it again. But she makes the choice here to not go. She gives the baby. It says caught Nicole to Emily. Says goodbye to Emily. So I presume we might see Emily make it to Canada. Um, what I think is interesting is she won't actually have any way to get to to Luke or Moira. Uh, I don't. I mean, she might know Moira. I don't think she does, though. She never really met her. No, I don't think so. They won't be on. She, yeah. she won't be on either of their lists. Yeah, she won't be. I think the photo, though, is how they somehow eventually, like, when they run into each other. Yeah, maybe. The photo, like, like look, seeing the photo of Hannah is is what yeah. maybe links them. It, somehow, eventually, it, admittedly, it's going to be have to be a little bit of coincidence to get there. But I think that's going to be kind of like a, a moment where they're going to end up in like a bar or something at the same time. Yeah, could maybe be not a bar. She'll have a kid with her, but you know, like whatever. Yeah, you know, very, very irresponsible of her. Yes, um, I mean she's been through a lot, but uh, you know, she's, she's, I mean, again, talk about satisfied. I mean, stabbing Lent Lydia was pretty satisfied. I'm not gonna it was, lie. was, yeah. That was, you know, it was, it was a, it was a crowd cheering moment. Um, but here's the thing: I'm not mad at the ending. I know some people are pissed at the ending for June's yeah, choice. I'm a little annoyed. I'm not super annoyed. I think, I think it works much better than it would would be. And I'll tell you, here's why I think it works better than it should do. Two reasons. One, we're not going back to the status quo. She can't go back to the house because she'll be executed. She she stole a baby and got the baby out. Yep. Under no circumstance can she just go back to being the handmaid. In fact, hell, I almost took the uh, the scene of Waterford being like, hey, obedient handmaid could stay in the house. I almost, almost took that as a threat of he wants things to stay the same. But June's not going to let that happen. Like, change has to come. Uh, or, or even on like a meta level like uh, you know oh you think season 3 is going to be the same no it's not like does that mm-hmm. um, I think the choice it works though because it's not the same as the choice from before it's not because before in the snow which arguably is is the one that's maybe the mistake this one actually works better than that one does and the reason why it does is because this actually closes out the arc of the season because the season starts her, her like escape at the, in the first three episodes starts with her willing to leave and leave Hannah behind and just ask for forgiveness. And then over the course of the season, she ultimately makes the choice that, no, the arc is, no, I'm going to fight and get her back somehow. Um, no, I get that. I think the one in the snow is, it's, it's the problem is it's for such a different reason. Oh, it's like a completely it's, different this, reason, yeah. This one makes sense because this is the arc, right, the staying for Hannah. Whereas that was more... It was it was pragmatic, right? It was well, I can't escape with a baby right now. Yeah, it was it was a necessity. It has to happen. But but like but it, it does make me feel not. Like I say I don't hate this ending. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like angry at it, but I'm disappointed that I'm do, uh, even though it makes more sense here dramatically. It it serves the right purpose. I'm like again already. It was just like three or four episodes ago. We just did this. Yeah, I mean, like I say, I think it's different enough that I I wouldn't critique it too much. I, what I would say is that I would change the snow, you know, the, the the birth episode just a little bit. I would make it so that she doesn't make the choice. I'd have people just come and find her instead of her making the choice. See, see that the problem though is her making the choice, staring off the wolf in that episode. Mm-hmm. 
is probably one of the highlights of the season. It is, but I think this choice here makes more sense and is dramatically more important. No, no, it is. It, it definitely is. Which is just why I feel like they, 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 they wanted both, right? And it just... They <laughs> said, screw it, it, we're just going to do both. <laughs> that's the problem, because that moment in, in the snow with the wolf was so good that it actually takes away some of the impact from this one, even though dramatically and for a character... This this one is the 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 more obvious choice. This is the one they should be doing. Yeah, this one makes more sense to me. This one is like I say, it's the arc of the season. We we literally started and ended with like escape attempts, and did, yeah. the first one she's just caught and she was willing to leave Hannah behind, and now she's like, no, I'm not doing that. And obviously, when I say the status quo can't be the same, like she's going to be on the run and underground. Like she she can't just show up again. Like she, again, she will be executed if she is caught. She is going to be like, I mean, I, I, it's hard to almost imagine what next season is going to be with June. Like, like her, like as part of a resistance of some kind, and she's going to go, uh, go and chill with Lawrence. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking Lawrence might come back into it. Is Lawrence might be like her, her biggest ally almost in terms yeah. of like someone with some some pull who can get things done. Um, but yeah, because that, that final shot of her putting up her hood and like you know just looking very determined, very very, you know, motivated, uh, yeah. and then walking out into the rain. Like that—that's not her walking back to the house. That's not her going to be a handmaid again. That's no. that's something different. And I think, like, I—I I think I would feel differently about this ending if it was just I'm going back to the house again. That would be much worse. Don't me wrong. That I'm would still be a little bit yeah. disappointed, but it, that would be way worse. That would be way worse. That 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 would be a big problem, I think. Um, and I I think I think what maybe this show could use though is a defined ending. Uh, and but all all I really mean by that is knowing how many seasons are going, so they can kind of plan for it. Yeah, yeah, it, it's the the curse of going past the book, right? Where the the book had its ambiguous ending, uh, which you know they they did at the end of season one, but for most part. And which, I mean, I think even just in general for TV shows, though, like most shows don't have a defined ending. They're, they're kind of roughly going. They've got like a, a game plan, but it's like. Okay, they don't know if it's going to be five seasons or eight seasons or whatever, right? <laughs> so they don't want to necessarily get to the point where they're ready to win and like, okay, Gilead's deconstructed. Which, by the way, actually, uh, I, I did look at a screenshot earlier. I, I didn't. It's, it's too. It was too small though to really make it out. But the map in uh, Waterford's yeah. office of how how the US is split up in Gilead yeah. is like you know it, it was like, it was like a dozen states instead of like fifty. It was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was interesting. Um, I think the, the the what you're describing there is is something I, I like to call the the supernatural conundrum, where it it did its story right. Oh okay yeah. It, oh it that's a little bit different though because that that stuck to its story. It finished it and then just kept going afterwards. Right right, but it's the same thing. It had what should have been a defined ending, and then it was like, well, well, what now? Right. It, well, it's kind of, it's a murkier comparison though because they were never going to just have one season. There was never intended to well, be that they they always wanted to continue it past that like a normal tv show where we're they, going to keep did. writing more story yeah. they did which i i mean maybe that that is uh something that they should have planned out a bit earlier like actually had it mapped a bit more well, maybe, maybe they, they have got it maybe they have yeah, yeah. But right now right now it doesn't necessarily feel like they do at the minute um uh, i mean they, they may have like a five season plan and that that's what they're working to and that's that, that's that'd be great if they're doing that um but it's one of those things. Like, I remember Lost like benefited a lot from like, okay, we're going to set an end date. It's going to end in three seasons' time, so you know when the ending is, and you can sort of write to like you know, yeah. so so you so doesn't feel like you're dragging anything out. And I don't necessarily think this season felt that way. 
But it does make me wonder, though, okay, so we're getting into, like, June's in the Resistance or whatever next season. She's underground. Yeah. She's she's, she's in, inside Gilead trying to, like, you know... Because I, I think one of the things that also rings true for me in this decision is that I think she knows if she ends up in Canada, once she's there, she can't really do anything about it. She's not going back, yeah. Yeah, she's not going back, but she she's not really going to affect change in, in Canada. Not really. Yeah. Like, if she's going to do anything, it's going to have to be from within. And, you know, she may be at a point now where she's got Lawrence. She may have Serena. Like, Serena might be able to help her at this point. I think I think the question is... So, at the minute, her goal is to, to get Hannah. Mm. And I, I, if... if, if it, my assumption would be, at end of season three, she does get Hannah. But then she's like, no, I have to stay and, you know, just help in general. You know, she's got a bit gilly at a better place for everyone, not just for, for my children. <sighs> It depends how it plays out. I don't think you can have the same decision at the end. Like, oh, you go, Hannah, and I'll stay. Because it's essentially the same scene here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I don't know if it's going to be played like that. But maybe, maybe you know, uh, I don't know. Hannah will, will stay, but, but not be, you know, in the system, right? Oh, sure. She'll be, she'll be you know, underground as well, so to speak. And uh, But I, I feel ultimately June has to decide to stay not for her daughters, not for her own reasons, but for the, the society as a whole, right? Well, I guess that links into uh, sort of what thematically was set up with her mother, is, is the idea yeah. that she was this this uh, you know activist, this this person who was trying to affect change. Um, maybe if she taps more into that as as we go on next season, I can maybe see it going down kind of that path. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, I think there's a point where, like, you, you you run the risk, depending on how it's handled, you run the risk of it starting to feel more like a fantasy because, okay, the character who was, like, you know, very sort of down-to-earth and believable, but very, very obviously victimised in the society around her, you know, by season three and four, are we starting to build her into a superhero almost where she can Yeah, we can't have her single-handedly fixing it. Yeah. Um, but she can definitely be a big part of it. And, but I mean, I suppose arguably what I'm talking about there is almost just like main character syndrome, where because it's our main character, they have to be the ones who are affecting the most change. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's more of a critique of just fiction in general than it is. And I guess it's a problem whenever you start with a character who's not in that role already, because it's fine when you start it and you're already with a character who their goal is to make the changes like that, right? Their goal is to be the leader who wins the war. But but here her goal was just survive. Yeah. But that said, though, it can be very effective when you make that transition. Like, can you convincingly build that person to become that character? And then does yeah. it feel like you've earned it? Does it feel like it's cheap? Whatever. Um, and I think there's some people who will, like, I think whenever a show goes through a change like that, even if it's objectively done well, or even if it's, like, subjectively to the point where you're either going to like it because you like the progression, or you're just going to not like it because you feel it's a betrayal of what the show was at the start. And ultimately, to those people, there's almost nothing you can do for them. Like the, the almost anything we do later on is going to disappoint them. I, either it's going to be we're going to retread the same ground, or we're going to like evolve into something else. Yeah, and, and of course, you know, for, for me, I want the evolution. You don't want to just be retreading. Absolutely, yeah. No, I'm, I'm all for evolution. Yeah. The the key thing though to that being successful is is the is the progression natural? Does it feel like we got here? In a, in a smart, natural way? Or does it feel like we, we knew where we wanted to be, so we took some liberties to get there? So far, uh, I'd, I'd say it feels natural, especially with the character motivations, with her choices. So, so far, I agree, yeah. Yeah. Um, if you have any complaints about it feeling like they're retreading that she might escape here, 
Um, which I think is a, that's a fair complaint because you know we spent the first three episodes doing that, and then we had a bit of that again in the house with the snow. So yeah, and it's it's why like as as much as I, I enjoyed the the escape sequence as a whole, you know that you know, 15, 20 minutes, I, I I did feel a little bit like wasn't this the first episode? Didn't we do this uh, a little bit? Was it the first yeah. episode? Maybe it was you know, near the start. Yeah, it was the first was episode. Like, Again, it yeah. was similar. It wasn't the exact same, but it, it, it was... Ca- it's, it was interesting. it's well shot, it's well directed, but at the same time, I feel like... I did see this earlier this season, like this, this, these beats, so I'm like, okay, you've got to... You, you can't keep. Yeah. You can't do this one again. I think it's almost intentional that it's this kind of a bookend, though. It's like, okay, yeah, it's, it's very similar to the start. And I, I think another thing that's important here as well is the idea that the Marthas are largely responsible for this one. The idea that... The first time it was mostly relying on men, and obviously Lawrence is still a factor here. It's, it's not like they're completely taken out, and it's not like guy who takes them in the truck because you know yeah. they, they're necessary parts of it. Uh, and you know, obviously they want to help anyway, so it's not like they shouldn't. But um, I think here though, it's more women themselves put it into motion. And... That's true. I, I think I think my biggest problem in in terms of this is that both times June has no impact on it. She just goes along with it, and you know, right? She she never knows it's happening. She never has any control. She just follows. You know, oh, oh, these people are taking me. I think that. I think that's just a, an unnecessary evil, though, or a necessary evil, rather, not an unnecessary one. If it was unnecessary, you know, if it was unnecessary. Then why are they doing it? <laughs> that'd be a complaint. Yes. No, I think it's a necessary evil to keep it feeling real because, from her perspective, she wouldn't have any. You know, no, like, I feel. I mean. You could have given her a heads up earlier in the day, right? Be like, you know, yeah. just be like tonight, be ready. Yeah. Well, she's too busy out, out arranging it at that point. Yeah, but once she gets back. Yeah, I don't know. She doesn't just get back, and it happens immediately. I assume. So what you're saying is her having like you know an hour's heads up would would have made that difference. Uh, no, I, I think it would have for me because it it would have meant she's not just thrown into it and immediately making that split second decision again. Which you know she she was last time as well, where it was just like come with me now. Mm. Um, her having the time to think about it and prepare, I feel would have made a difference for me. I think it's part of the nature of the world she's in. That uh, and again, you can handle it differently. I'm not saying like this is the mm. the way you should have to do it. I'm just, I, I think what they're going for here is that that's literally how these opportunities are presenting themselves, and that she just has to like deal with it. And maybe the argument is that, okay, but we already kind of did this back at the start of the season. So. Yeah, I, I think that's the difference, whereas in the, in the start, there was no chance of getting her a message in advance because of you know the, the situation she was in. Whereas here, I feel it didn't need to be just, oh, go now. I, I didn't feel that urgency was necessary. Yeah. Um, that's fair. I don't even entirely disagree with that. Uh, but what once it gets going, as per usual, all the scenes themselves are all handled fantastically. The acting oh, yeah. is phenomenal throughout, and I think it's fair to have a criticism that it maybe almost feels like okay, we maybe shouldn't have done it again in the middle of the season, uh, with her almost escaping. Uh, but like I say, it finishes the arc. I think that's the big thing for me. The two big things for me to why the ending works works for me is it finishes the arc, it clearly is the dramatic point of the season that it wraps up from where we started at the start, and then also because the status quo is not going to be remotely the same next season. It can't be. Like, her doing what she did this episode and taking the baby means that we can't just go back to her being the handmaid in the house. That is done. That is yeah. completely done. She she is now essentially a rebel. She's Princess Leia. Pretty much. Right, so... um, And... 
Nick Nick's Han Solo, I guess. It's it's funny because I, I I really this is going to sound really like stupid to you, but uh, when you know, when she pulls up the hood at the end and mm-hmm. it's you know like that red. Oh, it's hood, very it, Jedi. <laughs> no, it wasn't even that. It looked like uh, you know um, Sidious, you know, because in I don't know, I don't know how much you get of it in the movies, but in all the the animated stuff, it, it's the the red crimson cloak mm. that he has. And it, you know the the shape of the hood, the way he pulls it up, it felt exactly the same as you know, what I would have seen that in all the animated shows. It, it it crossed my mind, and and her looking kind of angry as well didn't help. I know what's interesting about the red. It's almost like she embodies the red and, and makes her own in this scene because all of a sudden the red now means danger for them. Like yeah. that, that that's what it almost becomes in the scene. So as it's a really neat little touch. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so so no. Uh, very. I think it's a very strong season. It's a very strong finale. Um, here's a question for you actually now that we've finished it mm. was 13 episodes too many too many was, was it better I, as I, 10 I, I think it was too many because I think for a start you know we, we, we're we're talking about the, 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 the one escape too many right yeah and that was only what three episodes ago before was that 9 or 10 I'm not sure 10 I think but yeah 10 so that was pretty close. I feel like, okay, but if, we, if we'd if we had less episodes, would we have spent a whole episode doing that detour? Would we have done that escape attempt at all? Would, you know, would we just streamline things a little? Sure. You just said, though, that some of that stuff was... Just, I mean, honestly, it may have... Oh, no, it was, individually. Like, it, it was no, a fantastic episode. I mean, as, I guess my question, my question on then... Own, it's fantastic, but as a, you know, where it fits in the structure of all of the season. I guess my question is then, if you think there's too many episodes this season, is which three do you cut essentially? Yeah, I don't think you can cut any complete episodes. Yeah, um, I was obviously I think, yeah, that's simplifying it because obviously you you kind of take yeah, the material and sort of. I I think you probably like um. The 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 stuff in Canada probably gets reduced to a subplot over two or three episodes. But can you have the commander and Serena gone for three episodes from the house? Um, I think okay, you probably don't have a two episodes, right? Because you, mm-hmm. you don't need everything that's in Canada. I don't think. You know, I mean, as much as I enjoyed, it, I don't think you need everything that was there. Um, I feel like you can probably do that as a you know, start in one episode, have them come back in the following episode. I mean, I think thirteen may have been too many. Although oddly, it's not because of any of those reasons I, I think it may have just been too many because this show is so intense that 13 is actually kind of like like you know draining it's draining yes it's just a very draining show and i wonder if 13 was just a touch too many for that reason yeah. um rather than anything to do with pacing or uh, like... I, I do feel like it, it, it doesn't feel quite as tight as the first season did uh, i think that's fair i think that's fair I think I had more highs, though. I think one of the benefits of good serialized storytelling is that it should naturally almost feel like it's getting better as it goes. Yeah. Largely because as we build forward, more and more things have more meaning because we're more attached to the characters, because of what they went through, because of their journeys, because everything is compounded by what they've already done. And for the yeah. most part, that the effect of that it was very prevalent this season. It is. I think individual moments and individual episodes are probably stronger this season. But as a as a season as a whole, like looking at a package, I think for me season one was better. But and I, I wonder just, if the, I wonder if that is just down to the fact that we had this very easy blueprint because the book was just a neat maybe, finish thing. But, but it was you know I I've said a few times this season how sometimes her internal monologue hasn't felt quite uh, even the start of this episode 
it, it didn't quite sit too with me you know where she she's uh, you know reciting through, and it's just you know individual words instead of sentences that she's you know going through at the end yeah and it's like it just doesn't feel quite as sharp and and witty you know I, I, there was none of that bite that we had a lot of in the first season and i felt that was lacking mm. yeah that's fair um but yeah no, I, I, I mean, I think to wrap up, I mean, still, obviously. still very good, obviously. Yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic show, and the the, the finale. Yeah. Uh, it was another fantastic episode. It, it's funny because I feel like at this point, when you're talking about a show like this, and the quality is so typically high, and you, you can nitpick a couple of things, and you, but we're ultimately like chipping away at like solid gold, essentially, uh, for the most part. So yeah, when you, you when you start so high and you you criticize it, it's it's not coming down that much. No, um, the 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 general standard in this show is uh, through the roof, and it it, is. Um, it leaves me very interested in season three. And I, I think it's very it's very typical. I think to have a season two that feels like it shakes things up a little bit, but still feels very adhering to the to the format of the first season. Mm. And then you truly shake things up for season three. I feel like I've seen that done a lot with a lot of shows. Yeah. Where, where you know, where two feels like, okay, here's just like the same. Th- it's like version 1.1. 1. 1. Yeah, it's the transitionary period, yeah. isn't it? And then season three is where we're actually breaking through and we're doing something completely different. Um, it really does feel like that. So, uh, But that is, that is The Handmaid's Tale, <laughs> season two. <laughs> we're done. See you in a year. See you in, a, see in about a year for season three, and we can be miserable. Uh, how miserable, we'll find out. Maybe it'll be a lot more upbeat now and cheery because June's a resistance fighter. Maybe it will actually just be Gilead uh, Star Wars <laughs> or something. Need a better name than that. Uh, okay, Gilead Wars. There you go. And it's better. It's a bit derivative, but, you know, I'll, I'll take it. So Star Wars. Shut up. I mean, Lucas himself admitted this is based on a few different things. Serials from the 30s, Hidden Fortress. Uh, I'm aware. Yeah. There's nothing but a concoction. Arthurian myths. Yeah. It's one big giant rip-off, basically, is what we're saying. Sure. Not an original idea, it's body. <laughs> it's all about the execution. Basically, Lucas was sitting around one day and went, Joe would be cool. Swords, but lasers. And then Star Wars happened. I mean, he's not wrong, though, is he? <laughs> well, yeah, at the time, sure. I feel like now, though, like it's that, all yeah. it's, it's, it's cliche. Just think, like a lightsaber is just so like okay, right? Because it almost ruined it for everyone else. Because now you can't have like a laser sword and anything without thinking of Star Wars. I feel but, like no. I feel like what impresses me more now is when it's like a regular sword, but it's like wrapped in like a a laser light, like going round it or something like that. Sure. Sure. It looks more brutal because it's like laser and blade. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Why not? The the lightsaber's too forgiving. It's just too, too much of a neat cut. It's too surgical. Yeah. Yeah. No. I get you. I get you. Um, to bring it back round to uh, cutting off Waterford's deck, well, yeah, use, use, use a use a use a stun rod. Do it, it slowly. It, it, it wouldn't have been right to finish the season discussion without at least one random tangent, would it? No, it wouldn't. No. Here we are. So. That is has been our lengthy discussion of the season finale of Handmaid's Tale. By all means, let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. 
like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on patreon.com slash TV. There's bonuses over there, of course. Uh, there's also handy links to all of our shows, all of our, our, all of our audio feeds. Um, and do check out all the stuff. We did just start reviewing uh, Sharp Objects from HBO, starring Amy Adams. Uh, we did the first episode of that, where we liked it enough to try episode two and see how that goes. Uh, so uh, that may be of interest, uh, seems kind of similar. In terms of Hulu shows, uh, Castle Rock's coming up in a week or two's time. Uh, we'll be checking that out, so if, you, if you're interested, come back and uh, see, our, see our opinions on that. But um, that's what's coming up in the, in the next little while, for TV at least, until uh, other stuff starts dropping. Better Call Saul actually starts in August. Uh, that's, that's actually sooner than... Very excited. That is a, a, a perfect example of a show evolving. Oh, absolutely. Um, basically, when it comes to the end of the year, Better Call Saul and Handmaid's Tale will be duking it out for uh, for for victory. Quite possible. There's no Mister Robot this year, so it'll be just it'll be those two fighting for the top spot. I mean, Westworld's up there. Actually, I think Expanse will be more likely fighting for Expanse it. Expanse is there as well. Do you know, it's going to be. It's going to be. West, gonna be Westworld tough. was very good this year, but I I do think it was clearly not quite the. You know that 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 was, that was hitting the nine, whereas these other shows are like nine point fives and. Well, fair enough. I, I think I think personally, I mean, Westworld might have been doing do more for it might be more consistent for me than 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 Handmaid's Tale. It's funny you say that because I think Westworld season two suffers the same thing you said, which is it's less consistent, but there's high points that are higher than season one. Oh, okay. It's a very common because Mister Robot had a very similar thing with season two as well. It seems to be a very it did, didn't it? Yeah, seems to be a very consistent thing these days with season twos. Um, something that Better Call Saul did not uh, fall victim to actually. No, that just got better and better every season. Yeah, that's that's just just improved contains. I guess that's what it helps that they just did Breaking Bad and then went into Better Call Saul. So all this experience just was like, well, I mean, it's season one of Better Call they, Saul. They just continued but the groove, didn't they? It's kind of almost like season six of the show in a lot of ways, just because of, in terms of our workflow, in terms of us being experienced and knowing how to do this. They just kept going. Uh, so that's coming next month, and uh, that's a fantastic show with great character uh, uh, evolve, you know, evolution and and uh, progression and, and drama so uh, by all means if, you, if you're a fan of the show uh, check our reviews out of that but yeah, yeah so uh, we, we just like to try and plug some other shows because if all you've been watching is Handmaid Tale reviews from is you're like oh here's, no, here's some other shows you may like that we do yeah we'll, we'll like to see you in a month rather than in a year yes exactly uh, so thank you very much uh, for watching and listening we always appreciate it keep watching TV guys have you got any vanilla have you got any vanilla